Welcome back to the Red Dice Stories RPG podcast with John and Hannah. Today I'm going to be turning the mic over to Hannah who's going to be talking to us about the dreaded mystery box. I'm not a big fan of J.J. Abrams, and I should probably point that out right at the start of this. I I do not like what he did to Star Trek. But anyway, J.J. Abrams did this TED talk about mystery boxes. Yeah, and I'm just going to break in there to tell any of the listeners that when Hannah says she's not particularly fond of what J.J. Abrams did to Star Trek, that is a a very diplomatic understatement. I mean, you can't see it here because you're listening to an audio, but there's like smoke coming out of her ears, there's like sparks, the whole nine yards. So, J.J. loves mystery boxes. What is a mystery box, anyway? He explains them in this TED Talk, and it's, you know, worth listening to for 20 minutes if you want to hear how he's managed to make himself successful selling stories. Tell you what, I'll put a link to the the, um, the TED Talks video in the description of his show. So if you want to check it out afterwards, you can do. But he explains it in terms of a bargain bucket box that he was given, I think, by his grandfather that was $50 worth of magic tricks in a $15 box. Now, blatantly, having worked in retail, I'm aware that the $50 worth of magic tricks in that box were almost certainly products that weren't selling, that were taking up too much room and the retailer needed to get rid of. And thus, it was probably more like $10 worth of magic in a $15 box. Engage, cynicism! And that's how mystery boxes, particularly J.J. Abrams' mystery boxes, usually feel to me and it's something that a lot of gms fall into this trap so the mystery box a really good example of how jja uses it is lost all the way and yeah there's going to be spoilers for the stories that i talk about here if you don't want to hear the spoilers pause the video and go and watch the story or listen to it or whatever let me save you the bar (laughs) they they were all dead yeah so (laughs) at the start of lost we were presented with basically an island that was full of mystery boxes Yeah, pretty much. The end of every season was one, wasn't it? To begin with, it was a lot more about like finding out who these people are, how they're going to get on, whatever. Yeah, how they got there. And that is when he talks in this TED talk about like how you can use mysteries to improve character development. Mm. That is very, very true, and that is not the part that I'm getting at here. I'm talking about the door. If you watch the series, you'll know that like part way through on this apparently abandoned island, they find like a bunker door. The like a big part of the first series is about what's behind that door, what's going to happen when they get through it, and all of the characters like building up all their hopes on this door. Yeah, yeah. And as a viewer, you also want to know what's behind the door. That's why you come back and watch season two. Because at the very end of season one, they open the door. What do they find inside? A room, one extra character and another door. And it's extremely unsatisfying as a viewer or as a player to solve one puzzle that was really complicated and took you the whole campaign mm. only to be immediately given like level two of the same puzzle. Yeah, without getting any actual like, reward for, for 
your efforts. I mean, I've got to say that I absolutely agree with you, Love. I mean, I only watch, I think, the first couple of seasons are lost. But one of the things that annoyed me about it was you, you have the sort of mystery box, you know, what's behind the door, etc. And then they, they did it every season. Mm-hmm. They'd have like another thing. They'd well, be like, oh, now someone's hunting them on the uh, island. What's as that? I was say, we, we only got through, I think, the first two and a half seasons because the uh, housemate we had at the time quite liked watching it and uh, he got bored halfway through season two so we were done um so yeah uh, another good example of the mystery box that just doesn't work at all is ray's parentage in the new star wars trilogy so again this was something that was built up too much and then they tried to subvert it because people had guessed it and then it frustrated a lot of people Um, is it even worth me going over what happened with that they they built they introduced this character and she's been like abandoned as a child and she keeps talking about how her parents are these amazing people and they're going to come and rescue her and blah 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 blah. yeah and the rest of the rebels are like you maybe want to don't invest too many hopes in that how about you go and like talk to luke skywalker instead the second film having had like a year's worth of people on the internet trying to work out who ray's parents were came in and said oh they were nobody they were just like just like scroungers they're not important you're important as an individual your parentage doesn't matter your parents were your parents are some drunks who sold you for like gambling money it was an interesting subversion of it had they stuck with it yeah but then the third film oh she turns out to have been like a descendant of palpatine whoop de do she's she was exactly what everybody all. had been saying she was on the internet for at least the first six weeks after the now, movie came out now we know that obviously <laughs> there were lots of other problems with like the star wars movies had different directors and stuff like that but obviously they, they do have like the lucas story group who's supposed to be maintaining consistency mm-hmm. And I cannot believe that at no point in time someone looked at this and went, oh, so, so at the start we're saying, like, our parents are important. Then we're saying they're not. And then we're saying, actually, yes, they were. And that, as Hannah was saying, that's just pretty much designed to try and mislead the audience and to sort of put a bit of doubt in your mind before going, oh, actually, it was right all along. And it just leaves you feeling that they don't have that much regard yeah. for their audience. And this is something that is tenfold more when it's role-played mm. because a movie is one person, well, is a small group of people writing for many thousands hopefully millions of people yeah a role play game is one person writing for a small group of close friends if you do this thing where you suddenly try to outsmart or suddenly rewrite a big chunk of your plot because the players have worked it out they are going to be angry with you it comes off as really spiteful yeah just because they worked it out, you've changed it. It's just not right. Yeah, it's basically or, it's basically snatch, snatching victory away from them, just as that, and denying them the reward for like doing what you wanted them to do in the first place, which was solve the mystery. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. Um, it just makes your audience angry. Or if you go for replacing one mystery with another, one after another, without any real sort of pause for payoff. Yeah. That just comes off as like, you know, the Matrioska doll, that there's a smaller one inside. Oh, and yeah. Eventually yeah. it's nothing. It, yeah, it's, but I talk, it's, it's like it's past cool. the parcel with no parcel in the middle. Yeah, I mean, it's like, <laughs> like you say, the thing with those dolls is like the first time you open it, you're like, oh, yeah, it's a smaller doll inside. You take a second one, you're like, oh, yeah, a smaller doll. By the time you've done like three of them, you're like, 
oh, I wonder if there's another doll inside this. And mm-hmm. you, you're not interested anymore. And it's the same with these mysteries. If like any like any pacing in a game, you have to judge the pacing. If you just keep hammering home, it's one mystery after another mystery after another mystery, with no chance for breather or chance to like pat themselves on the back and say, oh, well done, we sorted that out. It's just frustrating. Mm-hmm. So, how do you make it work if you want to put little mysteries in your game? And I do recommend you do this because it does make for a much more interesting game if there are things to work out. Oh, yeah, and I mean, if you um, don't want your blatant like one door uh, that one door leads to the castle, the other door leads to certain death. Yeah, y- you're gonna have to put other kinds of mysteries and puzzles in there. Or it's just a story and you may as well just be reading well, a book out. We, we were saying when we were doing um, one of the, the Purple Worm recordings recently that like mysteries are quite important to RPGs, but we think the reason we don't see them as often is because it's harder to run a mystery well than it is to run something like a combat or a social encounter or something like that. It's not that they're less important or that they're, they're more difficult to do, but they're more difficult to do well. So how would you say you could do a so, mystery well, then? I, I think that one of the best like mystery things that I've seen in fiction, right. or certainly in fantasy fiction, has been how Terry Pratchett writes the Vimes books. Okay. Um, Vimes is a copper... <laughs> Hi, Future John here. Just to point out, if you're not up on the UK lingo, we're of course referring to a policeman here. There'll be a mystery that he's got to solve. It usually ends up being some rich folks pulling strings and he has to work out who it was and go and arrest him. In Men at Arms, the mystery is that the patrician of Ankh-Morpork is being poisoned. Okay. He's not dead is just very ill and Vimes takes the whole book to work out what's going on but in the first 20 pages there's a little clue Vimes actually ends up speaking to the guy who's poisoning the patrician and this guy's spouting all these like Latin quotes and at one point he gives away what's going on in the mystery and if you happen to like just pick up the couple of Latin words that haven't that he hasn't bothered to translate in the text you immediately know from then on oh this is who's poisoning it this is how they're doing it if you don't you still follow through that mystery with Vimes and you're still probably going to work it out before him but that, that's part of the appeal of these these books though isn't it and likewise with rpgs it's working it out and then going oh yeah we, we've solved this mystery that the gem put up whereas if the gem then goes oh but i've changed it like you say you're snatching that victory away from also it's just occurred to me i'm talking about feet of clay not men of men at arms but anyway now in this book the patrician works it out very early on and there's several points where he actually slows down the person who's poisoning him um, but doesn't tell Vimes what's going on. Okay. And he specifically says this is because Vimes will be frustrated if he doesn't work it out himself. And that's exactly how you need to treat this with your players. You can't just have an NPC come in and tell them the answer. No. You need to let them work it out. Well, so there's no sense of achievement <laughs> if someone just comes in and goes, here's the, the answer. Exactly. It was the butler all along. So what you have to do is put in quite a few clues but put them in for, like, different clues for your different players, if you know what I mean. So make sure at least every character will get one piece of the puzzle that they can choose to share or not to share with the other characters. 
because that way you build up to what's always the payoff in like a mystery drama which is your parlour scene where you sit down and you put out all the evidence and you work out all right so because we've got this 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 oh it must be that and because you sort of you seed these different things to your different characters until they can all get together and talk about it even if a player has worked it out using all of those different bits of information Mm. the characters can't work it out until you get them all into that parlour scene and that scene is your payoff for most players sitting down working it out and going oh yeah look at this that's your big payoff if there's then going to be a big boss fight because people like combat great you don't need the boss fight at the end every time because sometimes just working out who it was that stole the widow's pearls is enough yeah you've got that sense of achievement from that and then after you've had that sense of achievement of oh yeah we arrested the jewel thief we caught whoever it was for whatever and you give the players like two minutes to talk about, oh, isn't it great? We're having a wonderful time. Yeah, just a bit. And of a... then you send in the guy with a dagger in his back and a note with in his hand because there's a new mystery box. Yeah, like you said, just a little bit of a sort of cool down period, a chance to like smell the roses and pat themselves on the back and go, oh, did, did we do well at that? Or like commiserate, oh, we should have done it quicker or whatever. And then move on to the next story, like give them a chance to sort of like soak in the sort of aftermath of the first story before you race on to the next. Yeah, so uh, as far as mystery boxes go, knowing what's inside the mystery box doesn't make it uninteresting. No. But knowing that the GM will change the contents of the mystery box if you work it out too soon will drive everybody up the wall. Yeah, I think that's pretty safe to say, sweetie, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening to me rank, guys. Yeah, so that's been our episode on Mystery Boxes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us a message on the SpeakPipe website. There's a link in the description of this show. Or you can send us an email. The address is rddrpgpodcast at gmail.com. So until we see you next time, take care, stay safe, and keep gaming. Bye. See you soon. Bye.